What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Call to Action podcast. Today is Thursday, March 26th. And Eric, it was supposed to be opening day today. Oh, man. The, the feels are real, especially on such a beautiful day. It, it's like 65 <laughs> degrees out. It's never 65 I know. opening day. What, I mean, when is the last time you remembered the weather being this nice in Cleveland on opening day? Yeah. I, I don't know if it's ever happened. <laughs> All I remember are the days where it's snowing and there's 1,500 people in the stands with gloves and blankets and stuff spelling out, go Indians in the snow. It's all, those are the only ones I remember. I know. I, I, I'd, uh, I think I saw a text or tweet. It might even be from our coworker, Heather, about she wishes she heard about the day that the opening day was canceled by snow. You know, yeah. I wish it was that case rather yeah. than something else. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's rough. I'm sure downtown would have been jam packed today oh, and man. exciting yeah. and uh we probably would have bought tickets to go <laughs> we, we we may have if we could have gotten out of work and yeah. you know yeah. a lot of work to be done yeah, that's true. uh but but fresh off a couple weeks of a tournament and an nca tournament I, the chances may have been high of, yeah. of going oh, to that opening day yeah. uh what's uh let's get into that a little what what, what are your favorite things about opening day i mean oh i mean have you been lot. to a lot of them no i haven't okay um, I'm usually like downtown. I'm usually amongst the group, but yeah. I, but I, but I wouldn't say that I've, I've been to a lot. I, I think like you said, kind of like the, the camaraderie of people downtown when it's a, it's a start of something new. It's like Brown's opening day, you know, everyone's yeah. just excited about what's going on and have, you know, no expectations of, of coming into the season. So it, it's, it's just like the built up expectation of, of all the things and, you know, baseball season finally being here and stuff. So I think that's, I mean, that's probably my favorite part. Cleveland optimism. Hi. Yes, Every opening always, day. You know? always. always, always. Seen and, the world, uh, so you can't, you can't really ping us as pessimists. For, for a number of years, I think, I mean, I, I grew up just baseball favorite sport, no doubt. And playing it, um, and my dad and I would make it a point to get to every opening day. And then as kind of college hit, you know, I may have, I think we may have gotten through all of college, but just with things building in life, uh, couldn't get to as many, but yeah, the, the beginning is almost better than the game, right? Like hundred oh, percent being downtown, getting together with other people prior to it, the optimism, like we talked about, uh, if the weather's nice, just being out and just yeah. baseball being back yeah. is so great. And, uh, yeah, it, it stings a little today. Um, yeah. I think, I think, I mean, it's the only real sport that where you like have opening day, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yep. opening day is, is an event you know, whereas like where football and basketball, you kind of go through the season of, of stuff, but the start of baseball season is always a point. So I, I love yeah. that. But. Football. I feel like every Sunday feels like an opening day. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, uh, baseball, just the pageantry, it's just the pageantry and you know, everyone, the thing I love always the most about going to an opening day is when they announce the whole team, just like yep. you would see in the world series, the but announce yep. the whole team have Tom Hamilton down there on home plate, um, you know, announcing everyone at our game and just hearing the crack of the bat and everything. I mean, 
it's it's definitely nothing, nothing um, like that first that first gross hot dog you eat at the stadium. Ah, uh, yeah, nothing yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that first six dollar Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right. It's it's just something in the bag of peanut. You know, you you go out all out on opening day, and uh, it, it just does stink that we're not going to uh, to have that at least I, for the I, time being. Can I ask you what's your what's your favorite seat in the house for a for a baseball game? Do you like favorite seat, seat in the house? Yeah. Do you like are you like a bleacher guy? I have an answer for that. Yeah. Okay, so so my dad and I love and this is at Progressive Field. Obviously, every yeah. field's different, but at Progressive Field, we like actually upper deck. Yep. Okay. Right behind home plate, like you know, whether you're a little bit off home plate, it's no big deal. But those first five rows, they have like the first five rows that you would walk down to. Yeah. Uh, where you can see just the entire field, uh, all the dimensions. I love being down. I'm like, Hey, the, the closer seats down the first baseline, but then you miss the corner. I love, I, again, I'm baseball. The sun, the sun does hit different, uh, on the first base side during opening day. It is rough. <laughs> yeah. I, you're, you're right. And I'll, I'll sit anywhere in that place. But if That's I right. had my pick, it would be, one of those first five rows in the upper deck behind home plate or somewhere a little bit off center of home plate, just because mm. you could see the scoreboard, you could see the field, you could see, you just got a bird's eye view of everything. So I, that's my favorite. What about yours? Well, I'm a, I'm a bougie guy. So I like, yeah, you know, I, know. I, I'm a huge club seats guy. Like if there's any chance of me getting like all you can eat food and just not having to worry about going through concession stands and stuff like that, missing the game and stuff. I, I love, I love a good club seat, but that's only when I'm I'm splurging on tickets. So I I do I do commend the the Indians the um, the standing room only tickets. I think have become a huge thing for younger people. The the district tickets uh, have been great. Um, we like if we want to get a big group of friends and just spend fifteen bucks on a game and get a first drink for free. I mean that's one of the best deals I think in Cleveland. So. Well, and that's where we mimicked kind of our yeah. hops oh, and yeah. oops thing uh, with basketball. We went off the Indians' approach of, hey, grab a buddy, spend $20, get uh, some great action and, and uh, beverage. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a win-win. And that's kind of – we piggybacked off that idea, I feel like, or at least we, we talked about it um, when we were putting the hops and hoops thing together because it's shown with the Indians. And I think some other clubs have may have started to try and do something a little like it. Uh, that's, that's a huge thing just to come over. Even if you can't stay for a whole game or in our case for basketball, it was two sessions or two games in one session. Even if you can't stay for that whole thing, spending 20 bucks for even one game and a drink is a huge deal. So uh, yeah. What, what are your outside of outside of the hot dogs, you know, everyone goes to a ball game and gets a hot dog. Mm -hmm. Do you have like a few snack go-to things? My favorite food? Yeah, I do. I'm a huge soft pretzel guy. Okay. Um, and I, I know how weird you think I am with peanuts, but I do love peanuts. I, I, peanuts are kind of grouped in with um, hot dogs, to be honest. Those yeah. are like baseball staples, right? Well, I know. My, my, my third one after that, like your soft pretzel, my would be nachos. Nachos. I'm a big nacho guy. Mindless eating is good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
I will be I will be completely the 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 soft pretzels at the ballpark aren't always the best, but it is the feeling of getting a soft pretzel. This <laughs> you know makes it worth it. Makes it worth. I it. love it. I love it. Well, we're definitely missing opening day today. Yeah. Um, some good news is we have a very special guest today. We do, uh, which made us feel better about missing opening day. All this, all this baseball talk, and we're going to go to go right to basketball. Yeah, we're still talking hoops. It's still March, you it's know. Good. It's still March, and and, uh, and we have uh, Trisha Cullop, head women's basketball coach at Toledo. Uh, she came on to join us today. Uh, great interview. She's been at Toledo. She's you know so successful. Um, she across the country. She's the WBCA president. Yep. Uh, just, just so much from coach Cullop then, and a lot of good messages that she'll provide, um, in the interview having done it. I, I think it was, is great. She's well, always so great. Yeah. I was going to say, and, and on top of being a great basketball coach, she's, you can tell she's also a great life coach. Um, yep. she just gives so many messages, uh, about life and, you know, you know, what you can be doing to better yourself, uh, at, at all times and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, I think it's time we uh, get into our interview with Coach Pollock. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. We now want to welcome to the Call to Action podcast, Toledo women's basketball head coach, Trisha Pollock. Coach, it's, uh, it's been a, a long few weeks uh, for you and all of us, obviously. How are you and uh, what have you been up to the last few weeks? Well, first of all, thanks for having me, and uh, I'm doing well. You know, this is very interesting times, but, you know, it's also given us a chance to kind of uh, figure some things out and uh, maybe create a new normal, at least for the time being. You know, our staff's been busy, you know, kind of working from home, uh, learning how to communicate through FaceTime and Zoom and other means. And, you know, I think our first thing when all this went down was trying to make sure our players were okay. And they were all settled because we have players from all over the country and, you know, once they were kind of settled, making sure that we stay in close contact with them, that they have workouts they can do within their homes, which is interesting. We've never had to do that before. Um, and then making sure that uh, we're doing some some home visits through the internet, which is very interesting. At this time, most coaches in the country would be out around the country doing home visits with families. And I do miss that, uh, but it's also been kind of fun to talk with them through another means and uh, we're trying to finish our schedule, and we're also trying to plan how to improve our, our program for next year. I think that the most exciting thing that I've been involved with here recently is trying to, you know, right after our Central Michigan win, I got a message from the WBCA that I needed to go in, and, and we had an emergency telephone meeting with the executive committee and had to cancel the WBCA's convention at the Final Four. Yeah. Uh, talk, about a, talk about a surreal moment. So what we're trying to do in place of that is still have an online convention that we can provide some programming for coaches that could be the most unique type of convention we've ever had because the elite of the elite coaches that we usually don't have at the convention because they're busy with their respective teams are now suddenly available. And so all those coaches that we always wished we could sit down and listen to a little bit more, Now, you know, we've, we've kind of, uh, we've asked them uh, to be put to work and to help us out and they've all said yes. So in April, we're going to have a really incredible uh, online convention for coaches to take part in. That's great. How how about outside of work a little bit? What have you been trying to do to keep busy outside of work? You know, we've been, gosh, I've been watching some, some things on TV. I've worn out Netflix. 
Yeah. Uh, if you have any suggestions have for point. me, yeah. let me know. If that ever goes down, I think we're all in trouble. <laughs> yep. uh, you know, I've been looking at what some people are reading online. I just got some some books uh, today uh, that I want to start in reading. And, and I think for me, I, in my coaching career, I don't think I've ever had this long of like a pause where I've been in my home. Right. And, and so trying to get, you know, just keep working out, keep trying to make sure that I have a schedule going on so that we're staying on top of all the things that we have to do, but also enjoying some rest that we don't normally get and yeah. even TV time that we don't normally get. Mm-hmm. Coach, you talked about the, uh, you know, the WBCA and kind of that you're being, you're talking to coaches, not just in our conference, but all over across the nation. And uh, we love the hand-washing video. How, how did that come about and singing the fight song and everything? I mean, that's, that's great stuff. It's creating awareness. It's showing everyone needs to have a little fun right now. So how did that all come about and, uh, you know, having fun doing that? Well, the first thing I'll say is I'm glad there wasn't a screening process or they may have vetoed me. Uh, my, singing, <laughs> my singing skills are not the boat. That's probably not the best thing I do. Uh, but I do think, you know, we, we really talked with the WBCA staff about trying to everything – we watch, you know, if you watch the news constantly, it can be depressing. You can sit down from watching all of our news networks and get up and think, well, gosh, you know, when is this all going to end? And I think we wanted to create some fun opportunities for people to laugh. I think you guys have been doing a great job with that as well. I know some of our kids are trying to join in on the TikTok uh, yeah. challenge. And, and uh, I don't know if I quite know what TikTok is, but I watched one the other day. Um, but but I still we're all, think, we're all you know, new to it. We're all yeah, we none of us know what it is. We just know all the I kids are on it. I think you guys should create one. Oh, oh, yeah, that's not out of the realm of possibility. I don't think. <laughs> we might have to fill it in, <laughs> round out the bracket. But yeah, it was it was a fun thing to educate and get your you know all the coaches out there and uh, you know the Twitter as you say if you watch the news you're going to be depressed about a lot of things. And I think social media and Twitter has allowed without sports content, it's given a place for people to go on and see those things. So, uh, you know, what, what that was put together was a really fun thing. And, uh, you know, commend all of you guys for getting into that. And I'll also say, you know, I talked to Carol Stiff from ESPN the other day, and I think they're doing some great things by replaying some of our, our championship games, you know, and it's been fun to watch Twitter go crazy during some of those with the coaches that were involved in those games and the players, you know, it brings up great memories that, you know, a lot of us may not have watched again for, you know, maybe our lifetime, but now we have a chance to go back and reflect and, and experience those same memories again. And I, I think that everybody's handling this the best they can. Uh, but, you know, we want to do our part too to kind of remind people to follow the CDC guidelines and to stay safe. Well, uh, speaking of championship games, you guys were one of the few teams to play on Wednesday in a championship game this year. Got a huge upset win over um, Central Michigan. What was kind of that feeling like for your team? I know it was a weird kind of atmosphere with no one in the gym, but but still a big win nonetheless. Well, you know, first of all, I'd just like to say I'm so proud of our players for the way they finished the season. Uh, you know, we had a young team and a very difficult non-conference schedule. And then about midway through the conference, I think we were sitting at like fourth place in league standings when the bottom kind of fell out with injuries. You know, Arian Whitaker was ruled ineligible to play for the rest of the season because of the number of concussions. Well, just injuries that she had mm-hmm. sustained. Uh, the other thing is, um, you know, we also had another player that was medically ruled ineligible uh, because of, of something that she needed to have taken care of. And then we also had um, Nakia Black, who had a shoulder injury that uh, was very difficult to overcome. And 
uh, the nice thing is our trainer did a heck of a job because toward the end of the season, she got healthy and was able to play some of her best basketball, which we really needed. And at that time, we beat the number one team twice in a week. Yeah. Um, and yeah. we're starting to catch a roll and to beat even Akron on the road. Akron's very difficult to play in the jar. And uh, I was really excited. Our players were fired up and we couldn't wait for the next round right. uh, because I felt like, you know, sometimes you just have to get on a roll at the right time. And not that we thought we were guaranteed anything, but we were excited because we knew that we were playing some of our best basketball. And so I was really proud of our kids. You know, if we had to end that way, uh, it's a good way to end in that we ended on a high note. I think what was the most difficult thing was that next day, right before practice, having to tell them, especially your seniors, this is it. And uh, I'm so proud. We have four seniors who are just great people. And uh, they really handled everything with class. Um, I'm very proud to be associated with them. And I can't wait to see what they do next. You know, two of them got uh, selected for the WBCA So You Want to Be a Coach program. And uh, they're still going to provide some online programming for that. But they're all four of them. Uh, It's just a pleasure to coach them. And uh, I was so proud of how they led our team. You know, I think you find out a lot about your leaders not necessarily when things, when you're winning and everything's going great. You find out a lot about your leaders when things are difficult. And I found out that those four really made us some solid character and, and very grounded people and just really, really proud of them. Coach, you talk a little bit about some of those student athletes wanting to get into coaching. What's, you know, you, you've had a quite a long coaching career and successful coaching career. What's the big, biggest piece of advice, coaching advice you'd have for someone trying to break into the business? You know, I think two things. I think, number one, you know, you're never done growing and learning. And every year you should be reading, going clinics, evaluating how you're doing things. My college coach is a special assistant, uh, Lynn Dunn, at Kentucky, and she still goes to coaches clinics. She's still, if you look at her on Twitter, she's a great person to follow because she's always reading books and sharing. And, you know, if she's still learning in her 70s, then by George, I need to keep learning. Uh, She's a great uh, role model for all of us in that respect. And then two – you know, you need a tribe, a network, a personal board of directors that, that's going to help you survive and thrive. Uh, you know, that can be family members, uh, coaches that you respect, administrators, and business leaders. You know, I think we all kind of go through the same things, even if they're not in sports. But you need people who are going to kind of keep you in check, uh, tell you the truth, even when it hurts. Uh, people who are going to be there through the tough times to help you navigate them, too, because we're all going to face obstacles. I mean, every single one of us. And and if you have that strong group of, of intelligent minds and, and grounded minds helping you, it's a lot easier to get through this. Did you ever have like a couple, you know, I think everyone does have a couple coaching idols or people you looked up to when you were just coming up in your coaching career that you kind of modeled your coaching style after? Well, you know, initially in my coaching career, the first coach that really impacted my life was my high school coach. And to this day, he and I are dear friends. Uh, there are times when I'm out recruiting, he will help me drive through a whole entire state because we'll be on the phone. Uh, <laughs> he's helping keep me awake. Uh, but he he really taught me how when you really believe in a, in a player, how that can really change their, their trajectory and their life. You need people who are going to believe in you. And he also, you know, made me work my tail off. He guarded me in practice and, or he'd put three people on me. Uh, he made <laughs> it very difficult for me to succeed. And, and, you know, I think that he was always looking for ways to help our team improve. Uh, secondly, you know, uh, coach Dunn, I mean, I, I learned so much from her, uh, and her whole staff, you know, I had Tom Collin and Gail Gestenkors were on that staff and, you know, they were just so good in so many different ways. 
uh, they inspired a lot of us to get into coaching. And you'll see a lot of Purdue grads around the country, and there's a good reason for that. They inspired a lot of us. Um, but I think as a young coach, I think Pat Summit probably was one of the biggest inspirations for a lot of us because, you know, this was somebody who was the fiercest competitor um, who really did a lot of things well. And her players were so inspired to run through the wall for her. But I also appreciated the fact that she was always trying to grow our game and try to help us uh, be better and wasn't afraid to speak her mind. Um, I, I really, I, I just thought an awful lot of her and I, I think it's sad she's not still here. I think a lot of us still miss her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So coach, getting back into kind of what, you're, what you've been doing uh, outside of having the meetings and, uh, you know, kind of trying to recruit a little here. Um, what, what are some of those shows you're watching on Netflix? I want to know. We got we to gotta get into some, some of the other things you're doing outside of uh, work-related. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to think of some of the ones that you would enjoy. Um, you know, just random things. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think of exactly uh, everything. There was one that I was watching, and you'll laugh because I can't remember the title of it, but it was about a, uh, a uh, couple that were in like the 1940s. And... Uh, the lady touched this rock up on a hill and was transformed back to the 1740s and had to learn how to survive. And I got through that Netflix series pretty easily. Um, (laughs) I don't usually watch anything like that. That's what's so different about all of this. But, but uh, you know, I think that it's just kind of a fun time to, to do some things that none of us have had the opportunity to do. I'm going to try to pull something up that I did think was one of the best series that I'd seen lately. Um, And it was about it. I just got Go Eric started on uh, Ozark, which yep. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, but, you know what I have? That's yeah. so good. Uh, very, and very I heard intense. the new don't, series don't just spoil, came out. That. Don't spoil anything for me. I I just got my wife started on it and she ripped through. I mean, clearly we have a little bit of time once we put our kids to bed, but she ripped through the two seasons in a, a week's time. So yeah. that, that's definitely a good one. I figured maybe if, you, if you're watching a video about a 1940s if, if you're going that deep into Netflix, then uh, you uh-huh. probably watched Ozark already. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's such a, I mean, you never know what's coming with that. I think that's, yeah. there's great acting in that. And, and I, I mean, gosh, you just keep thinking, can this guy get into it any worse? <laughs> and uh, he seems to find a way, he's, he's great at finding trouble, uh, even when yeah. he's not looking for it. And there's great suspense in that as well. <laughs> I think the other one that I wanted to just share uh, was, it's called Self-Made. And it's from, it's Madam C.J. Walker. I don't know if you guys have seen that. There's about uh-huh. six, six shows so. in the series, but it's incredible. It's about the America's first female self-made millionaire. Uh, it's an African-American, Olivia, Octavia Spencer's in it. And it was awesome. I left that incredibly inspired about all the things that she went through. Um, but, you know, she, I didn't realize that she, a lot of her business was in Indianapolis. And obviously I'm an Indiana Indiana native. Mm-hmm. So it was very, very interesting to me that I had not heard her story. And so that would be one I would highly recommend to everyone. That's actually that. produced or executive produced by LeBron. That's his. Wow. Yeah, that's his creation. Him and his team. I, I've I seen uh, him put out a lot of stuff on the fact that it was number one on, I don't know, some newest listings or I don't know. I don't know what it was out, but him and his team. I think he's an executive producer, has, has some stake in, in that show. So wow. I, I've it's seen really that out good. there. Yeah, yeah. Well, Coach, one last thing. Um, just what's your message to the Toledo Rocket family uh, as we get through this? Uh, 
day by day, you know, any tips or any things that you've been doing that you would want to pass along to people, whether they're sitting at home and kind of feeling a little depressed uh, or just just some tips on, on what people should be doing and to keep the faith, uh, not only in the Toledo community, but all over the country. Well, the, the first thing I'd like to say before we, before we make that comment is just a big thank you to our Toledo fans. You know, we, we looked it up yesterday and we finished the season 26 in the country in attendance for women's basketball. I think that makes eight out of the last nine years that we've been top 30 and 30 years that we've owned the MAC attendance record. I'm so appreciative of them, number one. Uh, and they have to feel good about the support that they provide, not only for women's basketball, but for all of our sports at Toledo. I think secondly, you know, it can be overwhelming uh, to see all of the, the news coming out and, and no end in sight, uh, at least as in tomorrow, of knowing that we can get out of our house and resume normal activities. But I think just being very cognizant of what the CDC is putting out and, you know, taking care of everything you can control. We can't control what what's going to happen around us, but we can control ourselves and that's being safe and smart and healthy so that, you know, we can not only take care of ourselves, but not pass anything on to anyone else. I, I, the numbers in this are just incredible. You watch how it multiplies and you look, look at what's happening in New York city, even compared to some of the States they're out, they're outnumbering States in how many cases that they have. And I just think if we can stay at home, I mean, how hard is it to stay at home and turn on Netflix? And even and even if you don't want to watch TV shows, better yourself, you know, watch podcasts, uh, read books, do something that you enjoy, and even spending time with family. I mean, you know, you think about it, we're so busy sometimes, and you don't stop and really have a real conversation with someone. And, and for those that are at home by themselves, I think even getting a hold of a dear friend that you don't talk to enough, or a family member that you don't talk to enough. I mean, I think what we're all going to learn through this experience is just how much we appreciate being at work, how much we appreciate being around our team and having opportunities to, to play sports and do all those things. And sometimes when we have those things taken away from us, it makes you appreciate them in a greater quality uh, when you do get to resume them again. And, I, and that's what I hope for everyone when we get back to work and when we get back to having the opportunity to, to be with our teams again is that we appreciate it even more. Um, but you know, we will get through this and we'll get through this together. And, you know, I think if all of us are smart in what we're doing, hopefully that time period will be shorter than, than some of the estimates that we're seeing. Well, coach, we really want to appreciate you. I know, uh, I know it's a weird time, but we appreciate you taking the time for us and, uh, yeah, then hopefully stay safe out there and hopefully everything goes good in the next few weeks. Well, thank you. And I hope you guys keep having some fun. I can't wait to watch the TikTok challenge. <laughs> yeah, our, our student athletes definitely getting into it. It should be fun. I know our schools are collecting all those videos and they're going to have one rep per school. Uh, so yeah, that, that should definitely be fun and a break and give a little competition, you know, for the student athletes and, and uh, get some schools behind it. So that should definitely be a fun stuff. But uh, again, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. We once again want to thank Trisha Cullip for, uh, I thought, what was a fantastic interview. She gave yep. great life advice, as, as always, and we, we really appreciate her coming on. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fun that she's picked up on our TikTok challenge that's going to be yeah, coming out. Yeah, it's, it's uh, wrong, and, wrong and doing some fun things. Uh, coaches are just like us, watching Netflix just like us. She's, <laughs> she's doing some recording, or recruiting, I should say, I'm sorry, and uh, 
and uh you know doing all the things she needs to do but at the end of the day like we talked about you got to keep yourself sane and get some yep. other things in your life and whether that's getting outside um watching whatever watching old games which i've caught a bunch we talked yep, about last podcast about watching game seven yep. uh so a game that i saw also you know i was a as we've talked about on here i've worked at kansas and i saw that the 2008 uh, championship game they oh, re yeah, with Mario Chalmers shot for me, man. and um, and so watching those games that create a memory you know I was in the crowd um, as working in San Antonio when Kansas won that uh, so to bring back those memories and show these old games are really cool so to hear a little bit what she's doing off the court right now is really cool other than other than Mario Chalmers is there anyone from that team that Kansas team that was a stud I forget I don't remember. Um, Sorry, on the spot. I have to look back. I, you know, all the rosters run together. Um, yeah. Chalmers was definitely. No, I, I want to say uh, I'd have to go back and look. Yeah. How, how they beat How they beat Memphis is. It was. I don't. I don't know. It was a crazy game, it and uh, it was it was unbelievable to be there in person for. Uh, for sure. But again, going back to coach Cullup and um, her bringing that up is, is good, good stuff. I mean, that's what we're all doing right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking up as we're talking. Oh, I, I thought I was right. I just didn't want to misspeak. misspeak. Sorry. <laughs> um, Brandon Rush was on that team. Oh, okay. yep, yep. And then I, with the, the name I was going to throw out to you, cause he, he did play for the Cavs was Sasha Khan. Oh wow! Yeah, Sasha Khan was on that team. Oh, we should have have a a segment maybe next week about our favorite um, Cavaliers players that maybe no one else has heard of. (laughs) Uh, Some other names that you probably would have known on were um, Sharon Collins. Yep. uh, Darnell Jackson, who also played for the Cavs for a little bit, and. Russell Robinson was a big name, but I, I don't know if you would have known. Yeah, yeah, no, no big, like definitely no big NBA well, names. It, it, yeah. Chalmers was the biggest for yeah, sure. It's, that's so interesting because Kansas usually has, you know, one of those yeah. top tier guys. So it's interesting. Yeah. But, what are you uh, getting into this weekend, man? I mean, we're coming up on our second, I guess our second week of quarantine. Yeah, um, hopefully the weather's nice. Got outside yesterday, got our kids out. My, my son promptly fell off a concrete step onto a concrete sidewalk. Um, so his head's a little banged up, and that's what you get for going outside, I guess. I don't know. He was, he was, perfectly, he was perfectly safe inside, and then, uh, you know, kind of. But we were outside for quite a while last night. It was great to be out. And, uh, so hopefully the weather holds this weekend. Uh, well, you, you, got a, you got a big something big coming up don't you well i guess i mean i don't know how big it is now but yeah my birthday my birthday is coming up before the next podcast march 30th uh so i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna do what do you have any suggestions well my my wife's birthday is same day as yours and uh i'm I'm on the struggle i don't know what to do i I mean (laughs) i'm not the best cook or i should say not a cook at all (laughs) um and She's already said no takeout, 
so kind of between a rock and a hard place here yeah i might have to rely on my daughter four-year-old daughter to make us something uh (laughs) she's probably a better cook than i am right now i don't know what do do you get into what do you you gonna play some board games maybe 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 some board games i think i'm gonna get a bunch of the guys together on like probably a zoom call like this and a little zoom call you know have a have a little hanging a little powwow if you will I yeah, I, that's what the kids are doing these days. I see a lot of Zoom happy hours, so yeah, yeah. Zoom birthdays. I'll tell you, the one thing I did ask for for my birthday was um, a at-home coffee maker because yeah, I, okay. because yeah, I don't yeah, have yeah. one and I'm really struggling these these early mornings. You know, when, when the um, stay-at-home stuff first hit, like last week, um, went to the grocery store one time and coffee was all gone. Keurigs were oh, gone. Oh, boy. Uh, now they had the grounds, but I know you're probably more a Keurig guy. Yeah, it's now. a lot easier. Yeah. But now, but the good news is they're back. Okay. They're back. Sure. I went because uh, I've gone to the store yeah. twice. Yeah. And the second time I was there, they have like I would suggest getting like yourself a 32 pack or something just okay. right off the bat. Yeah, probably. Um, but, but don't hoard the coffee. Okay? I'm sure. I'm sure once once I buy the 32 pack, we'll be back in the office and we'll be ready to go. It's all right. You could bring. I have a Keurig in my I office. Know, I've never say, used. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say I might bring mine. It might be easy for an af- a little afternoon delight. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I I don't know. That's I guess a great idea to have a little birthday Zoom call. I I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> That's the saddest uh, thing I've ever heard. I think. But. I'm waiting for the first Zoom wedding to pop. Oh. I, it's coming. It's gonna be coming. Someone's gonna great. do this. Oh, Someone's okay. gonna do it. Um. <laughs> But yeah, uh, at this time, you know, all you can do is talk and I mean, yeah. you could celebrate your birthday maybe in a little bit later, maybe just That's start true. planning That's it. True. You we know? Can do that. Yeah. It's just a date at the end of the day. We can celebrate anytime. Yep, so yep. that's what I keep telling my wife, at least. I don't know if that's working, Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, there's uh you just got to make do with what you can and, uh, I guess I'll have my kids make her a car. You know, we'll do we'll do some little things, but yeah. yep. it clearly won't be the normal uh, celebration for anyone. So It'll sorry, be. sorry for a March birthday. Suddenly, my January birthday is suddenly looking yeah, like yeah. fantastic. Well, that you I had, had, a, you, had a, you had a top tier birthday this year. I did. So we'll I, did. Just, we'll I, did. I don't deserve that. it. I don't deserve it, but I did. <laughs> Next did. year's big one for me. So yeah. yeah. You nervous? So. No, not at all. <laughs> All right, you got you got no. anything else for the the good people? No, we'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, we're we're working on who our next guest will be. We'll have a a happy birthday with Eric Pod um, yeah. cast going on on Tuesday, and uh, you know we talked a little bit about opening day today. If you're listening, tell us your favorite things on Twitter at Call to Action. What some of your favorite things from opening day are, and uh, what you're missing today? Because we're we're reeling. I guess yes, it was reeling without some baseball, especially especially some afternoon baseball today. Uh, I know it, it hurts. So I hope that just like with all these basketball games and everything we're doing, maybe we'll get some old-time uh, baseball, baseball game? games on. No, I could definitely watch some 90s Tribe pretty oh, much all I day. think I think they are showing that. I was uh, going to say, I know they were showing um, Game 7 of 2016, and I still can't watch that game. So Yeah. Um, that, that, that still hurts. So. All right. Well – yeah. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, you know where to find us by now. And if you don't, shame on you. But <laughs> at Call to Maction, you should see our stuff at Max Sports. Uh, and uh, until the next show, get some action. Get some action.
Come on. Return of the man.